Welcome into episode six of the Out of Options podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Spector, on the 435 Podcast Network. Your weekly reminder to subscribe and download to each episode on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts with new episodes released every Tuesday during the Royals season. Here in episode six, I'll get the chance to talk with Carter Jensen, the Royals' number eight ranked prospect on MLB.com, a catcher who was taken in the third round of the 2021 MLB draft, 78th overall, still just 19 years old, playing with the Quad City River Bandits in high A. But what makes Carter unique is that he is born and raised in Kansas City and graduated from Park Hill High School in 2021. And just like Ben Kaderna, who was in episode one, was taken in that 2021 MLB draft, another local kid selected by the Royals organization. But as someone who just moved to Parkville themselves, i.e. me, um, I'm now in the Park Hill South District. And having just moved to the suburbs, I know nothing about the rivalries that exist in high school baseball in the Northland. So I asked Carter, what do I need to know about the Park Hill versus Park Hill South rivalry? You know, it's not it's not too bad. Um, it's really, it's kind of like Park Hill when I was there. We had more of a, it seemed like we were rivals with everybody. Because, I mean, we were a, a good squad uh, in baseball and, we had a, we had a good good team and everything really so it was always like people were always out to get us and but I mean Park Hill South I know it's been it was very heated when I was a freshman sophomore um, but kind of as I uh, junior and senior year it kind of cooled down a little bit because a lot of people are like we grew up around each other and we're all friends like it's just kind of a district thing um, but you know. It's more of, I think it's starting to turn into more of the Park Hill and Park Hill South versus like Liberty and Liberty North. That's kind of like the, um, at least the rival that was happening when I was there. So, And I think uh, I just saw in the news Liberty North won the state championship, right? Yep. Yep. They uh, they had a really good squad this year. I mean, it was honestly really fun to watch them uh, just because I know a lot of those kids that were on that team, uh, a lot of them played on the Royal Scout team, just a younger younger age uh so i had been around him a little bit and um but yeah they were they're a really good team and i mean shout out to uh shout out to them and uh, tate mcguire um and uh kai wisdom they were the they were like they're there too so shout out to them and congrats to them for sure so you have a unique perspective being a part of the royals organization because you grew up in kansas city and you know you were 11 or 12 years old during those back-to-back World Series runs and, and one title. What do you remember about those two seasons as a Kansas Cityan? I mean, it was Royals everywhere. No matter where you went, it was, I mean, everything was just blue and in Royals gear. And, I mean, that's so much fun to me. I mean, it's exactly growing up in Kansas City. It's exactly how you want the atmosphere to be with, with your home team. And, I mean, it was just really fun to be around. And I remember me and me, my little brother, or one of my little brothers and uh, my parents, we went to one of the games in 2014 at Kaufman, one of the World Series games. Uh, I think it was the game that uh, Giordano pitched and we won. And that was, I mean, that's one of my best memories as a Royals fan, especially with the passing of, of Giordano. And, I mean, uh, it was just so much fun and being able to experience that and um, – now being a part of of the Royals and trying to bring that back, 
I mean, it's it's a dream come true, and that's exactly where we're, where we're trying to be at again in the next few years. So, did you have school canceled during the parade? Yes. Yep. School was canceled. I was at the parade. Um, I went with me and my dad and a couple of our family friends, and I mean, it was a lot of fun for sure. And um, just being able to see everybody like Kaz and um, Ustakis, Salvi, all them hoisting the trophy up. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, it's just kind of it's extra motivation for me knowing that I've seen it all happen in person and wanting to bring that back. And but me be a part of it that time or this time, it would be a dream come true. So the thing that I always try to explain people who weren't there, it was utter chaos getting into the city and out of the city. Yeah. Um, how did you guys get downtown and where did you end up posting up for the parade? Um, we were just right outside of, um, where were we? Right outside of like Crown Center, um, that area, kind of near Union Station a little bit. But I just remember there being people in the trees, um, like grown men on other grown men's shoulders just to see I mean, there was the most people I think I've ever seen. And I mean, looking back at the pictures, like of um, somebody taking the air, I mean, there was, it was just a sea of people. And um, luckily we were close enough to where I could see everything. Um, and I mean, it was just a really fun day that I got to, that I got to share with, uh, with my dad and um, everybody that went. So, so you're a catcher, obviously Salvi has been like, you know, the staple of this organization. I always believe that every kid growing up has that one person that they want to emulate. Uh, was, was Salvi that guy for you or was it someone else in the major leagues? Yeah. I mean, Salvi was definitely that guy. Um, but growing up, I played, played third base and catcher, um, and a little bit of outfield too. So I played everything and it was really just the four main guys of Salvi, Moustakis, Hosmer and, and Gordon. And those were the guys that I just like, I wanted to be when I grew up and I remember having their jerseys and their, their shirts and stuff like that. And, um, I was actually able to meet, uh, Hosmer in the, one of the spring training games, I was playing in a big league game and I ended up walking and he was playing first base. So I got to, I got to talk to him a little bit. And I mean, in that moment, I mean, like my legs were shaking, like I was, like I was just a little kid in that moment. Like I'm really like talking to Eric Hosmer right now. And I mean, that was really cool. And I met Alex Gordon in this past off season. Um, talked to him a few times cause um, his son and one of my little brothers are the same age and play um, with a team in KC, uh, two different teams, but they practice together. So I was able to talk to Alex Gordon a lot too. And it's a dream come true. It's all I could ever ask for. So. Did you grow up a Chiefs fan too? Yep, absolutely. I know there's some there's some tough years back then, but um, I mean now it's it's as fun as ever to to be a Chiefs fan. Um, so in the off season, especially, I like to go to those as many games as I can. Um, I think I was able to make it to three last year. So, um, I mean, what they're doing is pretty cool. Also, I guess Mahomes was when you were probably in high school. But did you have a favorite player growing up before high school, or is kind of Mahomes, the, you know, your generation's greatest chief? Um, I'd say Jamal Charles was another one of the guys I really liked watching. I mean, he was, he was like my guy back before we were um, really good and for Mahomes and Kelsey and all them got there. That was like, 
that was like my guy. But I mean, now it's it's really it's like Mahomes and um, I really like Tyree Kill when he was here, um, and then like Kelsey, of course. But I was able to uh, I've talked to a couple of the Chiefs players just through Instagram and stuff like that, which is which has been pretty cool. And I mean, it's a great time to be a Chiefs fan for sure. I never thought I would see someone faster than Jamal Charles, but then came Tyree Kill, and that was just a different level of speed. Is you're a professional yeah. athlete? Is that still impressive to see in person? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's unreal. Like seeing him be able to move the way he does, it's like it's incredible. It's almost not human, and I I don't know of many people that can that can move that fast, that quick, and make that sharp of turns, um, all while trying not to get hit by a like a, a huge NFL linebacker or something like that. So yeah. I, I couldn't imagine doing that, but I mean, big props to him for, for being able to do that. I mean, it's unreal. Did you play any high school football at all or was it always baseball? No, my mom never wanted me to play, uh, play football. She didn't want me to get hurt. And I mean, I wanted to, when I was a freshman, but that's around the time, like eighth grade freshman year when I really realized I could do something special with baseball. So I just, just to say, it's probably for the best to listen to my mom on this one, and I think I'll I'll be able to survive without playing playing tackle football. So, if you were to play tackle football or freshman football, whatever, what position would you have played? Um, I think back in high school, I probably would have been like a defensive end type of guy. But I mean, now I think if I was a little taller, of course, but um, I think a tight end would like kind of position would be really fun to play. But yeah, probably in high school, I probably would have ended up being a defensive end for sure. Well, mom knows best. She uh, she made you stick with baseball, and here you are, part of the Royals organization, yeah. which we'll we'll get to draft day here in a minute. But one really cool part. Um, so Ben Caderna was on episode one of the podcast, uh, an LSU commit, and you had committed to LSU, you know, in your days at Park Hill. Uh, just talk about kind of your your high school playing career and then we'll get to kind of commitment day for, for LSU. Yeah. I mean, Kuna, we've always been around each other playing, playing against each other. Um, and then when he had came to uh, a couple of our Wednesday night scrimmages with the Royal scout team, um, I got to catch him for the first time instead of facing him, uh, which was nice because he's not a fun person to face for sure. Um, but I mean, we were able to kind of start a little bit of a bond and, I mean, we were going to plan on being being roommates at LSU together. Um, and then, I mean, God worked out in the way he wanted it to, and we ended up in the same professional or, uh, organization instead of just at LSU. So um, it's really cool how things turned out, and we were super excited on draft day. I mean, I remember he was one of the first people that texted me, um, even after he just he just got drafted. So we were both super pumped, and, I mean, it's been it's been a lot of fun so far. So I've spent 24 hours at Baton Rouge. I went to an Auburn LSU game for a for a bachelor party. So I know why I would have committed to LSU. Um, pretty good place to to spend possibly three or four years. What was it about the LSU baseball program, the atmosphere, the school that led you to commit there? Yeah, I mean, it's just it has such a rich history. I mean, of not even just good past teams, but I mean, just of winning. They know how to win. Um, I mean, it's it's just their thing no matter what sport it is. And they take big pride in it. And I mean, I'm, I'm a person that loves to win. And um, anytime I get an opportunity to become a part of a, like such a rich history and 
be able to try to win national championships, um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take it. Uh, and that's what I felt like was going on at, at LSU. And, um, I mean, I was super excited to, to be able to get that opportunity. Um, and But I, I committed under um, pulmonary, which he's not there anymore. He he retired. And then um, Nolan Kane was, my, was the recruiting coordinator, which he had separated ways also. Um, but those are the guys that, that got me. And I mean, growing up, LSU was the place I wanted to be. I had seen him play in the college world series before. And I mean, that's just, that's just where I knew I wanted to be since, since then, since I was a young teenager. So being able to live out that dream and, and commit there and have the opportunity, I mean, it's just, it felt really good. And I mean, it was just, it all worked out perfectly. Did you get to go to a football game on your recruiting visit? I didn't, sadly. Uh, um, so my official visit was supposed to be, it was during, it was, COVID ended up canceling it, um, which which sucked. But, I mean, it was the time of the, like, the country was in. We weren't able to, able to make that visit happen. And I was supposed to go see Alabama and LSU at LSU. Um, so, I mean, that would have been an incredible, yeah, an incredible experience. But... Sadly, um, that wasn't able to happen due to COVID. Um, and then, yeah, I was able to come in for a, a short visit for a couple of days, uh, probably about a week before the draft, um, which that made it even harder uh, of a decision for me. And just seeing all like everything that they have um, and meeting Jay Johnson, the, the new coach. I mean, it was a really tough decision, but at the end of the day, I knew I wanted to be with the Royals and, I knew if I were to go to LSU, then this opportunity wasn't, wasn't, uh, I guess, guaranteed to happen again. So I'm glad with the decision I make. I mean, I don't regret it at all. LSU would have been great, but I'm, I'm really happy to be with the Royals. Yeah. So let's go to June 2021 on, on draft day. Um, you obviously had played and grew up in the backyard of, you know, the scouts and, and all that. In your wildest dreams, did you think, that it was going to be the Royals? Have you had talks that with the team that said, hey, we like you here? And were there any other teams that were really, you know, kind of hot for you in that in that draft process? It was a crazy experience, like on day two. I mean, my luckily, my agent was handling it all. The agency was did a really good job, and um, they made it a lot easier for me. I just kind of got to sit back and, and relax. I gave, them, I gave my agent a number and said um, – whoever can can get to this number or or above that like we'll we'll roll with it and there were probably five or six teams that were on me um pretty hard and um eventually the royals just kind of slid in and that's secretly in the back of my back of my mind that's who i really wanted to go to but at the end of the day i would have been happy anywhere it just kind of makes it the, the cherry on top that it's with the royals and um, I got a text from one of the one of the scouts from the Royals uh, after day one that night. They said, um, "They said we're going to get you tomorrow." Um, it was somebody I was really close with, and um, I'm just glad. I'm glad that it worked out that way. Um, I mean, I'm super happy that it was able to to be the Royals because I mean, in my heart and in my head, that's that's really where I wanted to go. So, so how does it work in the third round? Because you were taken 78th in that 2021 draft. I think the first round is televised. Were you 
walk me through that draft day. Kind of, you woke up. What what was the day that you were drafted like, or was it just a blur? Um, it was a blur during like when it was happening, but I can remember it. I mean, pretty vividly. I wasn't able to sleep much the night before. I think I woke up at eight eight thirty, and I come upstairs, and I think my parents were a little surprised to see me up because um, usually I I like to sleep in and stuff like that. But I mean, I wasn't able to sleep at all. I mean, I was up till three a.m. Like I just, my body wouldn't wouldn't let me go to sleep because I was just so excited for the next day and to see if something were gonna happen. Um, so I woke up and got dressed, and I mean, I went to a uh, a little nutrition smoothie place with a bunch of my friends um, in the morning, and we're all just kind of hanging out, uh, talking about stuff and. I was trying to get my mind off of it and calm the nerves a little bit. Um, and then I went home and my, my best friend was there with me, but that's the only not family that was there. I just kind of wanted it to be a, a moment with me and my family. Um, Cause I mean, in the, at the end of the day, that's everybody who, who really made real sacrifices um, for that day to happen. Um, so it was me, my brothers, uh, mom and dad, and then my best friend, Vinny. Um, and I remember sitting there and I got a call from my agent and they said, Hey, the Royals are here. Um, they made the offer. Um, it's above where you said uh, you wanted the number to be. Um, I need an answer. Um, I was like, okay, I'll think about it. Um, which in my head, I wanted to say yes immediately, but I just thought that I should take a second and think it out, realize what's what offer I just got and stuff like that. And, um, I ended up calling, he called me because the next, I think five picks went really fast and all of a sudden the Royals are two picks away and they're like, Hey, we need it. We need an answer. They're prepared to put your name in. I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. And then I think it was like, not even two minutes later, I see on the screen, uh, the Royals, Royals picked me. And I mean, in that moment, it was just sigh of relief. Um, I mean, so much happiness and joy and. I mean, it was it was an incredible moment that I'll, I'll never forget. So, and then did you get a call from Lonnie Goldberg or Dayton? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everybody called me um, as soon as it happened. Um, they said they were really excited, super proud of me because they had seen me play uh, since I mean, I was probably fourteen years old. I mean, I've been around everybody, and um, they all congratulated me. So they're excited. They're happy that we can make it happen. So I was, I mean, it was the perfect day. So you're episode six of the podcast, and I feel like each of the first five guys said, with their bonus, they got new golf clubs. Uh, what was kind of that first purchase for you? Um, first purchase. So my first big purchase was a car, um, but that was during the season last year. Um, I did get golf clubs though. That was a little bit sooner, um, but I really just. I have a big shoe shoe obsession. I'm really into the Jordans and all that stuff. So um, I think probably the first thing that I bought was a pair of Jordans, I would say, because it was probably a pair that I, I could never afford uh, growing up in high school and stuff like that. And now that I was an opportunity to, to have have those shoes, I mean, that's probably the first thing that I bought. Every kid needs a pair of J's at some point in their life. I mean, exactly. that's a classic. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Which Jordans were they? 
Uh, they're the Jordan 11, the bread 11. So the black and red, uh, black and red ones. I'd always wanted those super bad when I was a kid, but they, I mean, they're, they're, they're an expensive shoe and, um, they're not, they're not super easy to come, come across if you don't want to spend an absurd amount of money. So that was, that was the first pair I bought. So do you wear them or they're more just kind of for looks of piece of art in the apartment or the house? Uh, I wear them. So I'm not super big into the kind of like letting shoes sit. I mean, all the pairs of shoes that I get, I'll, I'll rock them. I'll wear them uh, to the field. And I mean, that's just kind of my thing. I like, I like buying shoes, but I like wearing them also. Um, that's, that's the thing that I do. I know a lot of people like to just kind of collect them and let them sit, but I like to wear them. I like to kind of show them off. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, since you're from Kansas City, we're going to do a little Kansas City best of quickly before we get to your start of your pro career in Columbia. Um, right. It's it's generic, but your go-to barbecue spot and what's on your plate? Um, Slaps Barbecue, and it's in Kansas City, Kansas, just outside of downtown. Yep. Um, Probably get the burnt ends, mac and cheese, and probably just some fries. Um, I mean, that's kind of my go-to order there. Um, I mean, it's, I, I love it. And I remember my parents took me there for the first time and, um, in high school. And then, uh, I mean, I've loved it ever since it's been my, my number one spot for sure. High school that you couldn't wait to play or beat pretty much. Who was, who was that school that you couldn't wait to suit up against? Uh, I'd say Liberty. Um, Liberty was out there. I mean, they were always really good and kind of, early when I was a freshman sophomore there they always kind of kicked our butts so um junior and senior year I always look forward to playing them you've been focused on uh this season but there's been a little bit of buzz recently in Kansas City that the Coyotes uh you know could be a the Phoenix Coyotes I should say should be a destination for KC would you rather have the NBA or the NHL in Kansas City um I would say NHL um I'm a little bit biased because my dad played professional hockey. Um, so hockey's always been around in my family. I played hockey growing up. Um, so I'd, I'd say probably NHL. I haven't been to an NHL game in a while. Where did your dad play professional hockey? So he played um, kind of like in the minor leagues. Uh, he played in the, I believe it was the CHL or the OHL, one of the two. Um, but he played in Mobile, Alabama with the Mobile Mystics. And then um, in Oklahoma City, he played with the Oklahoma City, I think it was the Blazers. Um, so he played kind of like minor league hockey um, and then um, ended up in Kansas City playing uh, playing for a team in Kansas City. I think it was the Kansas City Blades. And then um, that's where he retired and my family stuck in Kansas City. Does he still lace them up? Because my uh, summer beer league team needs needs some skaters who can actually play. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know he used to when I was a kid, um, but recently he hasn't played in probably a couple of years. But, um, I mean, whenever we go up to uh, to Minnesota where his family is, um, where that side of the family is, we'll always go play pond hockey or something like that with his, with his brothers. And then um, we'll just kind of have like a family family hockey hockey day out. So Cool. Okay. Um, you and I are both Northlanders, so you have to pick from one of the three. You can only get food for the rest of your life on Barry Road, Tom Watson Parkway, or North Oak Trafficway. Which one do you pick? Probably say Barry Road. Just because, I mean, 
it's a long road. I mean, there's plenty of options and there's yeah. Chick-fil-A right, right off of it also, which I really like Chick-fil-A. So um, I'd probably, I'd probably go with that. So I asked Ben the same question. He said people in Kansas are nicer than people in Missouri, but I want you to fill in the blank. Why is Missouri better than Kansas? I'd say probably, I mean, the Royals and Chiefs are both in Missouri. So I'd have to say that. Um, and also, I mean, Kansas City, Missouri, um, I feel like has a little bit more to offer, especially with downtown being there. Um, and I mean, Overland Park's a great spot, but I like to tell people that Overland Park isn't real Kansas City. It's just a suburb of it. Um, but I think when it comes to Kansas City, Missouri versus Kansas, I think the Missouri side has a lot more to offer. It's certainly not the roads, but I, I, I get your answer <laughs> with the Chiefs and Royals. All right, two, yeah. two more Kansas City questions. Where's your favorite place to sit at Kauffman Stadium? I really like the outfield seats. Um, just, I mean, being able to see everything, see the the whole stadium, um, everything behind it. And uh, sometimes you'll be able to get uh, a couple of players, the outfielders, to chirp at you a little bit and say what's up, which I always liked doing as a kid, which I thought was really fun. So I'd probably say the either the outfield seats or um, right behind the third base dugout because I like seeing uh, those lefties swing. Um, and kind of compare them to myself. Final one for Kansas City. You said you were a Chiefs fan. So the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. The next day is reporting day for Major League Camp. Where were you uh, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and who did you watch it with? Uh, I was in Arizona. I was in uh, the Royals' little apartment complex. Um, so for the first half, we went out um, to – there was this Super Bowl, like, watch party in a park, and they had a huge setup and, like, food vendors around so for the first half we were we watched there and then once halftime um halftime hit uh skipped the halftime show which I was a little upset about because I always like kind of watching the halftime shows and no matter if it's I think it's really good or sometimes if I think it's a little cheesy and I'll laugh at it but we'll drive back and uh, we watch the rest at uh at our apartment um and I mean just celebrated and kind of Everybody was talking a little bit of trash because everybody liked different teams because not everybody's from Kansas City. So, yeah, um, yeah, I was at a big old park watch party, um, and then we went back to back to the apartment for the second half. Okay, well, let's go to kind of back to the baseball side. Speaking of spring training, you show up to the Royals complex in, in 22. You know, COVID for the most part is behind everybody. Did you have like a surreal moment walking into surprise like? I'm a professional baseball player with the organization that I grew up watching saw win a world series. Is that a, is that a surreal moment? And then you kind of get to work. Yeah. I mean, I remember putting on a, a Royals Jersey for the first time. Uh, we had a home game in the AZL. We were playing in the, in surprise stadium. Um, and I mean, that was a surreal day for me, just kind of putting on a Royals uniform for the first time, my name on the back. And then I ended up having a, a really great game. I went three for four and I had a walk off home run that game. Um, which I mean, as a first for like a first little taste of professional baseball, it was it was really cool to to be able to do that. And I mean, it was a surreal moment, but as I knew, um I was here for a reason, not not just to be amazed by where I'm at, but to go to work and show everybody why I'm here. So um I was able to lock in and get some good at bats off and that's kinda kind of just what I do. Frank Mazzucato kind of told me a story. His like welcome to pro ball moment was struck out the first hitter in the ACL. 
then he missed his spot on the second hitter and he hit it like 450 over the left field fence. Did you have a, a welcome to, you know, pro baseball moment where it was facing, you know, guy who, you know, you're not going to see in high school, frankly. Yeah. Um, I would say that came in Columbia. Uh, we were facing the Rays affiliate at home and first day we look at the starter that's throwing and uh, they had two major league rehabs. Um, and the starter was Yanni Chirinos, who's a, I mean, he's an everyday pitcher for the Rays. And at that moment, I was like, that's my first time facing like a, a real big leaguer. And um, it was kind of just like, all right, I, like this is it. Like I need to need to lock in and put together a good at bat. And I was able to hit a single um, my first at bat against them. So that was probably my my welcome. Welcome to the pros moment. Sounds like your wow moment was probably meeting Hosmer at first base. Yeah, absolutely. So then, like, you go to Columbia, and I've kind of said this to, you know, and you were teammates with Ben and Frank, and uh, they mentioned Shane Panzini as kind of part of that group as well. But, you know, kids go off to college when they're 18, but you were 17, you're going to a foreign part of the country, and you're playing pro baseball, you're learning how to live on your own while, you know, juggling a really tough profession. Sounds like you, one, had a really good group of kids who were drafted out of high school from that 21 class, but just talk about getting adjusted to pro baseball in a foreign part of the country and, and balancing life. Yeah. I mean, having those guys there, it definitely helped a lot. Um, just having guys that were going through the same thing you were um, right out of high school and having them there made it a lot easier for sure. Um, but kind of just establishing, establishing a schedule and staying to it. Um, but also I kind of, when I first got there, um, when I was figuring it out, I kind of realized that it's going to be really hard and you're making it hard on yourself if you don't do other things than just baseball. Um, so just making sure you wake up in the morning and going and doing something, no matter what it is, going to the driving range and hit some golf balls or go you know, fishing or literally anything just to kind of get your mind away, away from baseball a little bit. Um, Cause in a, when you're in a rough spot, uh, like you're not playing that good and you're going through a little bit of a slump, you just need something to kind of let you have a reset um, and just be away from the game for a little bit. So for me, that's I really love to go fishing. That's my that's my thing, um, fishing and golf. And on the off days, usually when I have time, I'll, I'll go golfing. But um, I mean, if it's before I have to go to the field for a game, I'll just go out and go fish for an hour. Um, just kind of get my mind off of baseball, do some other stuff, and then um, switch it back over to the baseball side when I get to the field. Was there one thing that you really missed about Kansas City in that first year? Mom's cooking, just familiarity of where you grew up? Yeah, I mean, of course, um, home-cooked meals are always something that um, you definitely miss when you're away from home. Um, but really just, I guess, the – just family and being around my friends and family and people that I know and um, kind of just being comfortable. Um, but I mean, as you, as you go on and go out through the season, uh, your teammates become your family and you kind of make a switch and you get a little bit more comfortable. Um, but also the barbecue, cause I'm a big barbecue guy. So I definitely miss, miss that. Um, I'm not as into the Carolina barbecues with the more vinegary sauce. I really like the, the Kansas city version. Uh, so I definitely missed that too. 
Yeah, that was my next question is, you know, is Carolina barbecue sauce all it's cracked up to be? But it doesn't sound like it is. It's good. I just, I mean, growing up with Kansas City, I mean, that's that's what I'm familiar with. And that's what I'll, I'll probably always choose. All right. Before we get to on the bus, which is some rapid fire fun questions on and off the field. It's a staple of this podcast. I've asked everybody, have you met Zach Greinke? And do you have a Zach Greinke story? Um, I have not. I watched him throw a bullpen. Um, like I was 10 feet away from him. And I had the opportunity to meet him, but I didn't introduce myself. I was just a little, I don't know. I didn't want to, I didn't want to bother him after a bullpen. I didn't, I, I just didn't really want to uh, um, just bother him or anything like that. But um, just watching him throw a bullpen was pretty cool. Cause I mean, he mixed it up. I mean, he would go from throwing pitches 60 miles an hour to run it up into the like mid nineties or upper nineties. Um, and then during a spring training game, the catcher was the last out and I had to go warm up uh, Grinky out there while the catcher was getting his, uh, getting his gear on. And I remember the first pitch he threw me was like a 70 mile an hour fastball, just getting loose. And then the next one was like 94 or something like that. And it kind of just, I wasn't ready for it, but I was just telling myself, I'm like, don't drop the ball. Don't make a bad throw back just play it cool and and that's it so um i don't have a cool zach grinky story yet but i mean hopefully next year in, in spring training i will i mean you can say you caught a hall of famer that that's yeah, pretty good that. that's pretty cool all right so let's uh end the episode with some on the bus again this is just rapid fire get to know you on and off the field um i saw on your twitter account i wonder why it's so late you got a bobblehead this year for columbia even though you're not playing with the organization or that that organization anymore or affiliate, I should say. What's the deal with the bobblehead and why is there a lion in it? Honestly, I don't have an answer for that. I think it <laughs> might be something with the zoo. Okay. They might be doing it. I've done a little partnership with that. But um, on my arm, I do have a lion tattoo that the workers there loved and they always asked me about it. So I was also thinking maybe it had something to do with that. But I honestly do not know the full truth on why or why there's a lion on it but i thought it was pretty cool it was a nice touch it looks pretty cool but out of context it makes absolutely no sense unless your nickname yeah. was the lion or something along those lines so yeah i just had yeah, to ask I, I have no clue i mean i know my grandma calls me the lion sometimes but i think that's because of my tattoo but i mean yeah in all honesty i have no clue why there's a lion on it but i think it's pretty cool well you're playing with the quad cities right now can you name all four quad cities oh, i know three for sure i know it's uh Davenport, Bettendorf, and Moline, but I don't I remember looking at the fourth one, but I can't remember what it is. Oh man, now I'm blanking too. <laughs> Cause I always my my in-laws are from Iowa, so I've been to the Quad Cities and I always get yeah. confused whether I'm in Iowa or Illinois. I I, I yeah. know there's a river there, but I I have no idea. Uh Rock Island. Rock Island, yep. Okay. Uh app on your phone that you kill time with. Probably either Twitter or TikTok. I just kind of like to just scroll through there or, or Netflix. I'll just kind of watch a show or a movie. What are you streaming right now? Um, I'm watching designated survivor for like the third time. Uh, I really like that show. I've, I mean, yeah, it's my third time watching it and I'm almost done with it again. So that's, that's kind of like my, my go-to show. Two shows just wrapped up succession and Ted Lasso. Have you watched either one of those? I haven't. They're on my list. Uh, but I mean, I've been so, so locked into um 
to Designated Survivor that I haven't gotten a chance yet. Both are great. Just highly recommend, especially Ted Lasso. I mean, you'll you'll get a lot of the references references for sure. Um, what's your go to food order when you're on a road trip? Probably just Chipotle. Um, probably just a chicken bowl. What's in it? Um, usually I'll do uh, double white rice, uh, double chicken, salsa, cheese, and I'll also uh, I'll get either queso or guac on the side. It kind of just depends on what I'm feeling that day. Tortilla to go as well, or just the bowl? Sometimes I'll switch it up, um, but usually I like the chips instead of the tortillas. Who in the organization have you faced that has just some filthy stuff? Faced Will Klein. I've caught and faced him, and he got me pretty good in spring training this past year. Um, I mean, his fastball is up to, like, I think he hit, like, 102 or 101 this year, and, like, I guess piecing that with a good changeup and and curveball. I mean, it's it was definitely difficult at bat, especially because I felt like he was messing with me a little bit. Because I think I caught him like his last outing, and I knew what he wanted to do sequencing wise with the pitches, and he completely switched it up when I faced him, which I thought was pretty funny, and I, I had a good laugh about it. But he got me pretty good in spring training. Okay, what's your dream vacation spot? Um, probably say Greece. Uh, I mean, I've always seen pictures of, uh, I think it's called Santorini, uh, in Greece. It's kind of like right on the water. It looks really cool. I, I've always wanted to go there and hopefully I do get to go there. Yeah. It sounds like a good off season spot. Yeah, for sure. Fantasy football player. Yes. I do like fantasy football. Um, I've had some really bad luck in the, in the, in the past, past couple of years but hopefully this upcoming season I'll, I'll be able to have a good team is it fantasy football with it with guys in the organization or high school buddies both so i'm in two leagues um one with the high school buddies and then one with uh, some people in the organization who takes it way too seriously in the organization i'd probably say this past year he's not with the organization anymore his name is jack aldrich he was the commissioner of the league um he was very very into it um and he was always trying to make trades and persuade people to do really bad trades, which I thankfully I never fell for it. But um, I mean, as a commissioner, I, I kind of understand him taking it super serious. Yeah, especially when you're collecting money. That's probably the the most serious part of the whole commissioner's job. Yeah. Um, you were probably in Arizona, but we got a new airport in Kansas City. Have you been to it? I haven't yet, and I'm super excited to to see it. I mean, I've heard it's got some really good stuff in there, but. I don't think I'll be able to see it until either this off season if I take a trip somewhere or if it's uh, before next spring training when I head out there. Because being in Davenport, I'm just going to drive back to Kansas City after the season. How often do the, your parents make that drive since it's pretty easy up 35 and across 80? Yeah, um, so they came out for opening weekend and my mom was just out here with my grandma uh, from this past week. And then I think my dad's coming up for the next homestand. So they make it up at least once a month, um, which they were able to do in Columbia last year too, which was it's pretty cool. And I always like having them, uh, having them here to, to keep me company. Any game day superstitions? Um, I think I've I'm on a pretty good streak when we're on the uh, when we're at home of getting Starbucks every single morning. So I'd probably say that, but I mean I'm not a super superstitious guy. Um, when I go up to hit before. Uh, before every bat, I'll draw a cross in the dirt, but that's about it. My go-to is grande, java chip frappuccino, double smoked bacon egg croissant. What's your go-to order at Starbucks? 
So I really like their little breakfast wrap or breakfast burrito thing that they have. So I'll get that. And then um, I'll get a cold brew with a, with a little bit of that uh, vanilla, vanilla sweet cream in it. All right. Two more for you. Uh, who's the most famous person in your phone? Famous person in my phone. It can be a teammate as well. Cause Jonathan Boland last week said Bobby Wood Jr. So <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say, I want to give a different answer. So I'll probably say um, MJ Melendez. Uh, final one. You get to pick a current pitcher and a pitcher who's now retired to face. Who do you want to get a hit off of? Um, I'd probably do current would be Shohei Otani just because, I mean, he's like the hottest thing in baseball right now. Um, he's, I mean, incredible talent. So I'd probably choose him for the current and then, retired player i'd probably say randy johnson i'd say if i could get a hit off of randy johnson i feel like i could hit off of anybody um so i mean that's that would be a really really tough lefty lefty matchup so i'd probably go with him i was about to say a lot of lefties would not say randy johnson yeah yeah but if i could if i could face him i mean and especially if i could get a hit off of him i mean i would feel like i should be a hall of famer at that moment so there's a lot of lefty oh man i can't i'm i'm left-handed not that i would ever get to that level but I'd yeah. be scared, you know what lists uh, to get in the box oh, with Randy yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Well, Carter, I really appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks so much, and best of luck the rest of the way in Quad Cities and maybe uh, Northwest by the end of the year. Yeah, hopefully that's the plan. Thank you so much to Carter for joining me on his off day on a on a Monday following a little extra BP session at the uh, Quad Cities facility. So appreciate him taking the time, um, again, on his one and few off days during the Major League Baseball calendar. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading each episode of the Out of Options podcast on the 435 Podcast Network, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll have another episode for you next Tuesday. But again, thank you so much for listening to the Out of Options podcast, episode six, with the Royals' number eight prospect, Carter Jensen, from Park Hill High School right here in Kansas City. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next Tuesday.